to see you all. You've already greeted one another. Um, so, here's where we're at today, all right? I'm just gonna level with you, okay? Pastor Russ was supposed to share this morning, this very morning. Uh, I wasn't supposed to have one of these things on my face. I wasn't supposed to be up here. Um, but he got very sick last night, and so he couldn't make it in. So uh, I got called up to the big leagues today. Um, he's at home mending. Him and Chris are at home, you know, getting better. Um, so with that, just out there in the open, it's, it's going to be a little bumpy. Okay? Right? There's, there's no kids, man. All right? And uh, because I shouldn't forget this, we should pass the baskets now or it'll never happen. So let's take care of that. We'll take care of all the business. All right, great job. Oh, you guys are looking great. So, with all that in mind, um, let's just pray real quick because I'm like mad nervous. You're great. All right, but I, I know, okay, like I had options. I could have not done what we're doing this morning, but I really like, as I was going through it, I really feel like there's something good that God has with Russ prepared for this morning. Like I really, really do believe it. Uh, deep in my heart. So, um, oh God. <laughs> you are not intimidated by the circumstances. Uh, you're a good father. You love your children so very much. And with all the hard work that Russ put into this, I know that you honor hard work. Um, I know you honor these moments, Father. So this morning, Holy Spirit, would you fill this room? Would you communicate all the things that we need to receive? Would you speak to us? Would you fill us? Would you bring freedom? Would you bring hope? Would you bring reconciliation? Would you do the work in us, God, that we are not capable of doing ourselves? Something I constantly return to, Father, is in your presence, all things are made new. That means there's, there's no situation without hope if I'm willing to bring you into it. <laughs> So God, we open this morning up to you. Have your way. Amen. All right. So, let's do this. All right, so today, we're going to take a look back at the three different words for praise that... Um, you know, we've been going over in this hallelujah series, right? Do we remember them all? There's halal, yada, yeah, there we go, and zamar. Man, you guys are smart. I love it. We got a cheat sheet. Um, well, good. You've got a cheat sheet, and I've got stuff up here, too. So, perfect. We're all on the same page. Um, so, we're going to look at those three different words and we're gonna do a brief recap and we're gonna make time to give God praise for what he's done in 2023. 
Now, I don't know about y'all. Okay, I know about some of you guys. Um, but I know for me, it's been a hard year. Um, and one that I am grateful to be at the end of, knowing that, um, man, God has done some incredible things and he wants to do some incredible things. And still, like two things can be true at the same time. It's been tough. Um, and while it's been tough, it's also important to praise God for what he's done because the circumstances, right, are not the things that we are praising God for. We're not gonna praise God for all the, the negative things that happen, but for his goodness that has been evident. And so this morning, we're just gonna make time and space to do that. Um, and as I recap those words and we take the space to think about it and reflect on what God has done, I will then invite some of you, ha ha ha, you didn't know that you might be up here today, just like I didn't know I would be up here today. So, I'll invite some of you up to share, uh, you know, what God is speaking to your heart and the things that you're thankful for in the midst of all of this. So, we will start with halal, usually translated as praise, also, um, you know, secondary definitions to boast or celebrate, to shine, to make a show, to be clamorously foolish, right? Like, I kind of think of uh, like the boombox, like, you know, standing outside the window. You know the movie reference, right? I don't remember the movie. It's older than me. Sorry. Is that, what's that? Is that 16 Candles? No. No? Say anything. Say anything. Yes. You know, John Cusack, and he's like, yes, he's being clamorously foolish. Right, you don't go outside somebody's house with a boom box, parents are home, so scary, frightening, you're like, oh, but I love you, right? This type of boastful, it's, it's a loud praise, right? And, and we get this praise, the verse that we looked at um, was Psalm 116, I'm gonna read it, right? You can turn there in your Bibles, it won't be on the screen. Um, first one. I love Yahweh because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy, because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of Yahweh. Please, Yahweh save me. How kind Yahweh is, how good he is, so merciful this God of ours. Yahweh protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again for Yahweh has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my, e my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in Yahweh's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Yahweh. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are all liars. What can I offer Yahweh for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise Yahweh's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to Yahweh in the presence of all his people. Yahweh cares deeply when his loved ones die. Oh Yahweh, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant born into your household. You have freed me from my chains I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Call on the name of Yahweh. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem. Praise Yahweh. 
You see there's so much tension there, right? It's so full of praise and sorrow at the same time. And life is often like that for us. Often. It's a struggle because I don't know if I'm the only one, but when things are going tough, like I really wanna like hide, like go in a hole, I don't wanna wake up. Better. I don't wanna wake up. I just wanna like lay down, I wanna lay in bed, I wanna be warm, I wanna be away. Amen. It's true. Like I don't wanna engage in, I mean in my position, I don't always have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, um, even in the midst of that, we have the option to praise. All right, I'll share, I'll share with you a little story before I give you time to write. Do you guys remember, for those of you who've been here for just a little over a year, when I last spoke, right? When I was like up here and I like shared my sermon a little over a year ago, I was talking about how like there are all these difficult things that God was bringing me through. And I shared about how much people matter and how much God loves people. And I was like, there's a little bit of hope in there, right? Like, man, mm, I don't know what God's doing, but it's gonna be good, right? And so fast forward just like a month after that, I'm in Mexico, we're there for the mission trip, and on this very day, we do a debrief. And I am in shambles. And I'm like, man, God, things are, things are difficult. And I don't know if things are gonna get, get better. Like, I don't know if I have hope for that. Like, I am struggling. Fast forward to today, it didn't get easier. Truthfully, this has been like, you know, this goes like this, this year gets the Grammy for like difficult years. <laughs> like it, it was really, really hard start to finish. But while we were in Mexico and the team was praying for me, I got this picture and I'm, I could see like little me, right? Just imagine me, same smile, same size head, just a really small body. <laughs> like, like I was, I was runty. I was like, it's like me, three or five, and I'm seeing myself, right? And um, I've got this huge, huge blanket, just like draped over my shoulders, and I'm like holding into the blanket, and I'm standing there, and it's like darkness everywhere. And I mean, like, it felt like you put your hand out and like you can't see your elbow type of darkness. And I'm like, man, God, like what? What is, what is going on? Like where are you? And Jesus puts his hand out and I can tell it's Jesus even though like I can't see his face. But I see he reaches his hand out and he goes, will you take a walk with me? And I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that's all I have. I don't have anything. I don't have hope right now. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the year's going to look like. 
but I'm going to hold on. And I grabbed his hand, and we walked forward, and we like take the first step and we disappear. It's just dark. I didn't know that would be a foreshadowing of what this year felt like. Um, and it has felt like that. It felt like, you know, for most of the year, I've just kind of been like, all right, God, I'm just going to be obedient, keep walking. I don't know what's going on. I can't see what's ahead of me. I don't know what the landscape is. There could be cliffs and bears and what have you. I have no idea. I'm just walking with you. And in the midst of the difficulty, right, there's been this rescue of knowing that no matter how hard this year has been, through none of it, I've been alone. None of it. And his rescue didn't look like, you know, fast forwarding through the nighttime and just putting the sun out there or letting his glory shine so immensely bright that there was no darkness. That's not what rescue looked like for me, right? And that's not what rescue looked like in the psalm. But there is a rescue in the midst of the difficulty. There, there's, a, there's a praise for that. And so, I will share with you what my praise for that has looked like for this year. I will start by saying thank you. You have been my lifeline, my heart, pumping the blood that keeps me moving, and in spite of losing everything, everything is not lost. I would be lying if I said I didn't think of leaving this place in every sense of the word. From death to running away, to wasting away, to staying away, I lay awake today and say thank you. You've made it possible for me to keep going when my body was made of quit. Made of, I can't do this. Made of, I'll never be okay again. Made of, why this abandonment? Made of, only worthlessness, it's you. It's you, and it's you all. Your contributions, big and small, they all matter. You all matter. You all deserve the highest thanks. To God, I give the highest praise and insert all of your names. To you, I say, In a lot of ways, in most ways this year, my rescue that I am so thankful for has come in the form of community. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I'm going to give you a couple minutes to find out. So we're going to take some time. Think of what rescue you have experienced this year places where God has brought hope and life and restoration or even just the staying power to keep going in the midst of difficulty as we look back on this year. Um, you've got notes, you've got pins. Let's take a moment to reflect on that.
What do you think? Anybody brave enough to share what they've heard? Anybody brave enough to share what they're thankful for? Liz? Come on up. I've got one of these things for you. This is different. <laughs> Community uh, rescue was amazing. Uh, I had a pretty good year. Um, actually, it was pretty good up until September 30th. just amazing and where he brought me what I had to do for April and I just was amazed by the people who came to help me and he just directed me every step and when I saw what he had done for me in April um, it opened up my heart to such a bigger path and such a bigger knowledge of him and uh, the strength that he gave me to, to help her in her time of need. Um, people who came, uh, it was just an amazing amount of people, from all of the police department to the ambulances to the life light, to people who I didn't know who came and helped me. And a lady in particular who was a minister who worked for the hospital of Butte, she was uh, a chaplain and she brought me across. Out of the blue, just walked up to the car and handed me a Cypress cross, she'd just been in Israel. 
Uh, and just, we all prayed. And, uh, ever since then, and I had the memorial about six weeks later, and here she is. She shows up out of the blue again and came to support me. And um, I had my good days, I had my bad days, there were days where I just was staring into a wall. But on the third day, April came to me in the middle of the night. It was Saturday when she died. She, Monday night, I woke up to a bright light and God said to me, take care of yourself. Just, just like that. Just woke up whiter than anything I've ever seen. And I said, okay. I knew it was him. And I'll never forget it. You are so good. And if I could say to anybody in this room, I know 100% that Derek will die and went to heaven immediately, and I know that. This could take some time, but I just wanted to share what has done for me. I just, I just love the Lord. Thank you. second word that we looked at in terms of hallelujah and praise was Yida. Shout out Katie, right answer. Mm. I love it. I love it when the youth are focused and lasered in. She said it before anybody else. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. It makes my heart swell with pride. Yada. To give thanks or praise, to lift the hands, to cast out in a form of praise. And for your da, we looked at Isaiah 12 in the ESV. Um, again, I don't think it will be on the screen, so if you want to turn there in your Bibles, you may, or if you just want to listen to me share it, certainly. I will do that. And starting in verse three, I do believe, yep, starting in verse three. And if you recall, this was kind of broken into three sections. One to Israel, one to all the earth, and then back to Israel again. Starting with verse three to Israel, you will say in that day, Yadah Yahweh, I will give thanks to you, O Yahweh, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for Yah is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And to all the earth, with joy, 
You, plural, also known as yous, yous will draw water from the wells of salvation, and yous will say in that day, Yadah Yahweh. Yous will give thanks to Yahweh, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praise to Yahweh, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. And to Israel again, shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Yada praise is thanking him for giving us Yeshua. The salvation that is mentioned in the earlier verses is the word Yeshua in Hebrew, which is also the Hebrew name for Jesus. And in this thank you for the salvation, we know that Jesus came and brought salvation to everyone. Everyone's included, nobody's left out. And this is what's super comforting to me, right? Because it's easy to feel left out. You know, I wasn't very tall and crazy athletic and strong as a kid. You know, getting picked last for things like dodgeball, that kind of stuff hurts and it sticks with you, right? Like, we've all been in a place somewhere where we felt left out. And the salvation of Jesus does not come with that caveat. I don't have to be... Uh, tall and, and handsome and crazy wealthy in order to enjoy the salvation of Yahweh. No matter how many times I've messed up, which there are many, many, many times I've messed up. Um, it's, it's exciting to know for me that this, this doesn't exclude me from the gift of salvation that he brings. And what's even cooler is in those verses, when Israel's talking about, man, you were angry at me, he's, he's not angry at us. No, he's not angry at you, or you, or you guys over here, you guys in the wings. He's not angry at you. No, this is something that we have, that we can be thankful for. So the question is, how have you experienced the presence of Jesus in 2023, and how has Jesus brought salvation to you in the midst of it? Oh, cue the music and cue the reflection.
share this story. Um, this is a story Russ prepared to share. When his father-in-law died, um, Chris and Russ asked the Lord to help them minister salvation to many of their nephews and nieces through the funeral. A bunch of them had absorbed the message that God was angry at them, and they were hurting, and they had been blessed to be able to share Jesus and Jesus' love with a bunch of their nieces and nephews, and in spite of the grief in losing Tito, it's been one of the highlights of their year. To be able to share Jesus with their loved ones who have the wrong idea about who God is. And this is one of the places in their life where Jesus has showed up with salvation amidst really just incredibly difficult circumstances. It's incredible how faithful he is to show up. To show up and be himself in the midst of life's hardships. Is there anybody else who wants to share? about where Jesus has brought salvation this year? Come on up. It is a long walk, yes. These chairs are in quite a different format. It's uh <laughs> All right, come on up. Don't be shy. Introduce yourself. I'm Sarah Christensen. Good morning, everybody. I think I know most of you anyway. So um, I was in tears last night. I don't know if I'll be in tears this morning, but we'll see how this goes. Been a lot of things that happened in 2023. A lot of people I knew passed away. A couple of unexpected uh, deaths of friends early on in the year. And then one of my best friends, um, cancer, in June. She passed away November 1st, but I got to spend the whole summer going back and forth to Billings. Kind of hit my bank account hard. We're still trying to recover from that, but that's okay. Um, because of where God has taken me in healing, I've had the incredible honor and opportunity to walk alongside some very precious women in my life in the last year. And um, my family, because of all the trauma that we've been through, my family, and this goes back to 14 years, and I, I'm not gonna go through the story, but some of you know that story. Um, and have tracked with us through the years and have loved on my family through the years. My family has not communicated well and there's been hurt between family members in the summer, one of my daughters, well, two of my daughters got married, but um, 
the emotions around the wedding for one of them were difficult. And then there's been hurt between that daughter and another daughter, significant hurt. Well, my oldest gave birth two days ago, so I'm a brand new grandma again to little Valkyrie Rain, and she is precious. What happened yesterday was that a group chat was happening between my daughters, their husbands, and myself, and everybody was participating. My oldest, she never says, I love you, told me that she loved me when I left the hospital on Friday. Yesterday she said, thank you, mom. That doesn't happen either. Um, and I got to babysit for two hours yesterday. <laughs> so things that have been long fought for and long prayed for, like I'm afraid, the fear is that they're not gonna last, right? But the hope is that they are and that they're just gonna increase. And so I called the one person who I knew would answer the phone last night late and uh, just poured out in tears and thanksgiving and said, you know, like, I'm just thrilled about what has happened today on a group chat that seemed like maybe to other people would be so insignificant, but for our family and for this mom who has spent a lot of time worrying for my family, it was good. It was good. Amen. goodness of God. He's so worthy of praise. Oh, so incredibly worthy. Mm, I love it. Mm. Which brings us to our third word. It's a hard one to pronounce. Is it Zamar. There's a straight line over the A, so I want to just say like Zamar, but Zamar practice my Hebrew later. So it means to sing joyfully, which we did a little bit earlier, right? Throw up my hands, praise you again and again. We sing hallelujah. And in this song found in Psalm 98, we see what this is like for probably King David. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Psalm 98, sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. The Lord has made his salvation known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his graciousness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Be cheerful and sing for joy and sing praises with the lyre. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Shout joyfully before the King, the Lord. May the sea roar and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. May the rivers clap their hands. 
May the mountains sing together for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with fairness. Growing up, I would not have seen this as something to be joyful about. I grew up with this really, really, really intense fear of Christ's second coming because of how church happened for me as a kid. I wasn't in a healthy church, and there are some, some really, really scary moments. As a kid, and I promise we will not do this in, your kids, in, in kids' ministry here, but this happened to me in kids' ministry as a kid. Uh, I was in fourth grade. I remember showing up on a Sunday, and one of the elders, who was also our teacher, uh, held a mock judgment Yeah, and (laughs) I remember I didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't make it. I didn't know enough about the Bible at nine years old to to pass the mock judgment. And for decades, and I haven't been alive for very many of them, mind you. You know, I'm in my early 30s. I haven't been alive for very many decades, and for literally decades, it horrified. Even after I learned of, of Jesus' love, even after I learned about God being a good father, it was still really hard for me to connect with the idea that God's judgment isn't a rejection of me. His judgment is setting everything in its rightful place. Christ's death on the cross was a form of God's judgment, not because Christ needed to be punished, but because Christ's death restored order and relationship with us in God. That's the goodness of God's judgment. That's what it looks like. And I don't know about you, but Man, that's something to sing about, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something that might make me, you know, dust off the pipes a little bit. I'm not a great singer by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm grateful he said make a joyful noise. Not always a beautiful noise. <laughs> and there's comfort in that too. Um, you know, and, and, and we can sing because of this promise that he is making things right. It's our reflection question for this one that we're gonna sit and think about is have you seen God's justice and his fairness at work this past year?
right? Last chance. Does anybody want to share of how they've seen God's fairness? Yes, come on up. Good to prep. I'm going to grab Kleenex now because I know I'm going to need them. Um, hi, I'm Karen, and you probably see me up there, but I tend to keep to myself. Um, this year has been one of the hardest years of my life, and that's not something I say lightly. Um, my life in general has been very, very difficult. Um, I came from a very broken family with a lot of generational unhealthy behaviors that I have worked my entire adult life to try and minimize in myself so that my kids can have a better future than what I grew up with. Um, about a year and a half ago, just to preface this year and kind of what my story, I was leaving a job that I thought was going to be an answered promise. And God gave me two visions. In the first one, I was standing with him kind of crying into his chest and his wings were wrapped around me. And there was a darkness that was trying to get to me. And it, every hit, he blocked it with his wings and eventually it tried to engulf us and he just broke it apart. And then two days later, I had another vision where um, I was lying on this dirty, dusty ground, completely spent. I couldn't even lift my head. And I was holding this tiny little candle on a candle holder, and it was almost burnt out. And I just knew that's my last bit of hope. And I don't. I'm just desperately trying to keep it still burning. And God walks up to me, and he lifts it up, and he uses it to light the entire sky ablaze, and there's just people, um, people on fire singing, and I can barely see it, but he comes over and he lifts me up, and he just holds me from behind, and he's my strength, and just, the whole crowd grows, and it's, there was more to it, but that's the gist of it. Um, and so I knew going into this year, this year's gonna be hard, and I didn't know why. Um, shortly after that point, after I had those visions, God told me, I want you to move into being self-employed, and so I did. And I thought it was going to be I, again, I thought this is finally my promise that things are going to get easier, and they got harder. And then about halfway through the year, um, my youngest had surgery, and some complications unrelated to the surgery came up afterwards, and she ended up in the ICU. Um, hi, sweetie. Um, she ended up having a, a really bad kidney infection, and ever... It was one of the scariest points of my life because I don't want to see my kids sick. And uh, there's been a lot of tests afterwards, a lot of um, a lot of doctor appointments, some other com medical complications came up after that point. Um, we didn't know we're part of her life, but they are, and now. You know, we have to stick to certain 
we just have a lot of medical care that has to be very ingrained into our life and has made things more complicated. Um, and then my oldest started struggling with school. And, and then I crashed my car. And then all my work, dry, most of my work dried up. And I became, I basically lost all hope. Um, and I started questioning all the promises God has made in my life that I've held on to and have been the only thing I've been able to hold on to for 40, nearly 40 years. I'm, I'll be 40 years old this year. And I've held on to those promises since childhood. And no matter how hard I worked, no matter how hard I tried and kept saying, okay, this is what, I'm, this is what God says to do. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and I do it. Things just kept getting harder. And I found myself saying, this is not fair. This is not fair that it doesn't matter how hard I'm working. It doesn't matter how much I'm doing what he tells me to do. It just keeps getting harder and harder. And I got to this point last month where I'm, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. The only time I felt God was when I was up here singing. I'd go home, I'd feel nothing. And I remembered at one point Kelly saying, God sends the worshipers first. And God had told me when I was 18, you're going to sing for me. And so I was like, well, that's all I can do right now. All I can do is sing. And so I was in my kitchen at home. My kids were at school. And I was like, God, I don't feel it. But right now I'm going to choose to sing to you because I have nothing. I have nothing left. And I did. And I said, I'm going to, I don't usually share prayer requests on the prayer request line because, again, I'm a very private person. I try not to, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. And asking for help feels like a burden. Feels like I'm being a burden. But I put in prayer requests. And over the last month and a half, since I did that, I have seen, like, God has provided where, in really miraculous ways that I, I didn't have before, ways that I could feed my kids, ways that I could pay my rent that I literally did not have. My daughter's health has been improving over the last month and a half after several months of not showing any improvement. I got my car back last week from the shop and just I'm seeing God slowly, slowly, slowly renew that hope that I had completely gone away. I had watched it dissolve. I had watched, the, I had watched those visions come true that had terrified me. I didn't want to lose hope, and I did. And I watched him still show up and say, I'm going to be your hope. I've watched him use people to be his hands in my life in ways that I never expected. And it's just been incredibly <clears throat> difficult, but I just, I, I'm left with no words, just, Joy, even though things are still hard, just joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
fickle is happy, you know, it's, it's not based on your circumstance, it's based on Jesus and the way he continues to show up, his faithfulness, his goodness. Mm. Thank you all for sharing, for sticking with me through this. We did it. We've made it all the way to the end. But before we go, I'm going to pray and the worship team's going to come up and we're going to sing another song. And I want, to, I want to leave you with this challenge. Can we start the new year remembering not how difficult last year, this year has been? Because undoubtedly, I... I know it's been hard for a lot of us. Can we start the new year being thankful for not just who God is, but what he has done despite all the difficulties we faced? Can we take that into next year and see what God will do with a thankful heart. Who knows? But I do know this. No matter what we bring to the table, God always, and I mean always, can do more with our offering, whether that's tithing, thankfulness, our time, our heart, no matter what we bring to the table, God can always take it and do so much more than we ever can. Can we let our thankfulness be what we bring to the table to start the new year and see how he can take that and run with it? And who knows? This has been one of the hardest years. And next year might be one of the best ones. I don't know. No matter what it looks like, I know that it'll be good as long as he's a part of it. Just worship team, if you'll come up. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. God, it's, it's an honor to be up here, to see all the different ways that you move in people's lives. God, to hear testimony of how you're showing up in family and friendships. Holy Spirit, I ask that you that you would provide us with vision 
into the places where we've forgotten your goodness. Help us to see the reasons to be thankful where we haven't seen them before. Would you cover us? Would you lift us up? Would you remind us that you are not far away? You don't ever have to come home or go home for the holidays. You are always right here, no matter where we find ourselves. We thank you, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, for who you are, who you choose to be, and the way you care for us.